0: At boomer living senior living broadcast we are proud to be a part of a group of extraordinary industry leaders who are working toward a stronger society and a better future for older adults. Increasing longevity unlocks extraordinary economic growth and opportunities for personal fulfillment. We are living longer due to the advancements in science, sanitation, and safety in public health achievements. Today's older adults are healthier and more vibrant than previous generations. They are changing retirement norms and they want to continue to live with purpose, thrive, and contribute. Older adults are driving growth and opportunity in entrepreneur ventures. Their guidance and support enhance performance and bring generations together in the workplaces and in the classrooms. Their balance and problem-solving abilities contribute to society's well-being. So we hope that you enjoy these conversations with ideas that will expand perspectives and encourage more people to join our efforts. So please let us know your thoughts and I invite you to be a part of the conversation. Thomas Sanders is a photographer specializing in capturing photos of older adults. He's published books, Photography, Celebrating Our Seniors, and he's also an executive speaker on the topic. So Tom, thank you so much for being with me today in Boomer Living, and I'm always looking to learn more about the senior living industry from a new perspective, and yours is one that I don't know much about, so I'm eager to learn more from your experience, so welcome. Well, thank you so much. Can you give us a background on your career journey? How did you first get interested in photography, and how did you make it into a career? When and why did you choose to focus on seniors as your specialty?
1: I could really start with my journey. So I had this coffee table book published with Random House, and it's called The Last Good War, The Faces and Voices of World War II, and that was published when I was 25 years old. So I'm now 36, so it's been out for about 11 years, but I had this college assignment I went to Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo in California, and I had this assignment, just a photograph. It was like a portrait assignment, and I went to a senior living community that was literally next door to where I was living. And I just went in there and said, do you have any interesting people to photograph? And they said, we have this World War II Army Ranger hero. I thought it'd be really interesting. So it's not like I was intentionally trying to photograph you know, seniors. I was just trying to find an interesting story for my portrait assignment for college. So I ended up meeting this World War II veteran, he was 91, and one of the first things that impressed me is that he went skydiving at the age of 90 years old, which is obviously pretty crazy. I'm in my mid-30s, I don't want to go skydiving, right? Maybe I will at some point, we'll see. So that immediately impressed me. But he told me this really dramatic war story, and he showed me this big wound on his stomach and on his thigh, and while in battle in Italy he was fighting in battle and he watched his company commander trigger an S mine and he was killed instantly. And then Randall triggered an S mine himself. And an S mine is stands for a shrapnel mine. It's full of, you know, bullets and metal. And when it's triggered, it flies in a thousand different directions. And when, Randall triggered his S mine. Um it hit him in his guts and his leg. This is really graphic, but his his intestines started to come out of his stomach and he took his canteen belt and he and he took his canteen belt cinched it around his stomach and he continued fighting. And I just thought, "Holy cow, here I am this 21-year-old in college and when Randall was fighting in World War II, he was the same age as me trying to live. And here I am in college having this easy life, really stressing about well college students I think just don't not that they're all stressful but I and I'm also a professor in photography so I work with with students all the time I think they worry about these small things in life they really aren't that big of a deal and so my grandfather was in World War II. And so was his brother, he, my grandfather, my great uncle. He died in the Battle of the Bulge. And so I decided that with my grandfather not talking a lot about his World War II experiences and hearing this World War II veteran story that I was going to try and travel the country and photograph World War II veterans and get a book published. And this was my ambitious goal as a you know tw- 21-year-old in college. And so I, after school, I moved down to LA. And this company called Belmont Village Senior Living discovered my project. And I teamed up with them just to photograph some veterans living in their Hollywood uh, community. And it ended up uh, being a huge success. So every photo shoot that I do with Belmont Village, one of my longest clients, is that we do a veterans gallery And then, well, I do the photo shoot, and then we do a permanent gallery opening about a month later. And there's usually a lot of TV, news, media hits, even in big markets. We generally get Chicago, Atlanta, uh, Nashville. The TV usually shows up for these gallery openings or or photo shoots, which is pretty interesting. But anyway, they sent me around the country just a few years after getting out of college to photograph all these veterans living in the communities. And I had enough material to to pitch a book, and then I was able to, to get it published you know, right in my mid-20s. And that's what really launched me into working within the senior living sect. Now, I will say, and I'll stop in a second, of course, while working with seniors, I was also building up my celebrity photography career living in LA and I got to photograph actual editorial magazine assignments not paparazzi stuff photographing Nicole Kidman, Charlize Theron, Max von Sydow, some pretty famous celebrities but that to go out to get in that industry of shooting celebrities, shooting m- movie posters and editorial and fashion, it's just so competitive. So when I turned about 31 years old, I was already doing some work, doing lifestyle films and photo shoots force and creative projects for senior living companies. I just said, I'm just going to full on commit to only doing films and photo shoots for healthcare, um, senior living, pharmaceutical companies.
0: That's great. That's great. Congratulations. It sounds like a very exciting journey starting in your 20s, and what a a blessing to to be in this industry serving the older adults. So now how do you make sure senior living communities are accurately represented in their marketing? Because I'm sure some companies want photos of realistic residents, while others may want photos of seniors younger than their resident age demographic.
1: That's a great question. So most of the time, senior living companies, when I do a photo shoot or film for them, they want to show their actual, real, authentic residents. And usually that involves, we try and do a casting ahead of time because we want to find these really interesting seniors to showcase in both photos and films. And that's just communicating with corporate headquarters and then the local, and then just directly with the communities in terms of finding those people. And there's fantastic stories. I, I did this one project, photo doing a centenarian calendar. I got to travel around the country, photograph one lady who was 111 years old in Chicago. And she started writing books when she was 70 years old. And she wrote 12 books from the age of 70 to 112, which oh. is pretty cool. Only forty more years of life, you know. And she was, yeah. you know, a freak of nature in some ways that she was able to do that. And I think when she passed away, she still very much had her wits around her wits and was, you know, still very with it. And so one thing that I think senior living communities Need to do more of is as i hate to use the word capitalize but really showcase these interesting seniors that are living within the communities i always use this example when i first start working with a client and how i want them to start thinking it's like what if there's a retired astronomy professor and they have a telescope and they have to move out of their home, and they don't have a spot to put their telescope to look at the stars at night or something like that. And that is not I still haven't found a resident like that, but that is an interesting story in itself, finding just these intriguing people and telling a story about them. Now, there are some companies that like to use stock photography and don't want to use real residents that could be a budget issue it could just be how they like to work so i also have a a company called seniorstockphotos.com that caters to those companies that only want to use younger kind of younger photos of residents but i also have very realistic photos of residents as well on, on my website and one thing i do want to mention is that i think we all want to see ourselves as younger For the most part i think people are always nostalgic gosh if i was only 30 years old or something like that but i even think and i've heard seniors say this if i have a gallery showing at an exhibition and the resident walks up to their photo and they see it hanging on the wall and they say do i look that old no and it's mind-blowing because yeah you're 90 years old you are old but they still don't want to think of themselves as old so i think some companies like to try and represent their residents, a younger mindset as well.
0: Depending on the, the folks that you're photographing, how they want to be perceived and so forth. So that brings me to the next question. When you're photographing baby boomer parents or grandparents, how do they want to be perceived? Do you think their perception of themselves say anything about the characteristics of their generation?
1: My parents are baby boomers, and I do think that the marketing is going to change as in terms of how baby boomers are perce- perceived as more of them move into senior living community. And I think they do want to per- be perceived as being much younger, and they don't want to be perceived as how their parents are with- within the industry. Not to say that they were all hippies that went to Woodstock, but it's a very much wilder generation than what they're parents went through and so i think that it's actually interesting just through my stock site i have a baby boomer section and i do perceive them as being more wild and interesting i have this seven-year-old who he told me he does 100 push-ups a day and 100 sit-ups and does all the stretching and he's has his shirt off and he's lifting weight and he has his, his kind of tight denim jeans on he looks very hip And i do think they that boomers do need to be represented and just from their you know, nostalgic experiences you know they don't want to be perceived as old and i really don't think even their parents want to be perceived as as old as well does that answer your question
0: So your two photography books are about the World War II and the Vietnam Mm -hmm. War. Mm -hmm. Now, why did you choose to make wars the topics of your books? And and what did creating the books teach you about older generations?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, I got into creating two war documentary photography books, mainly because of that college assignment that stemmed in from me wanting to just travel the country and photograph World War II veterans. The second book is on the Vietnam War is just a follow-up because I just, and obviously there's the Korean War as well, the Forgotten War they call it, just because I was so surprised that the um, Vietnam veterans didn't come back as heroes. And being you know, when I was in my mid 20s, I was kind of like, I just don't get it. You know, here's all these World War II veterans are heroes, we're aren't the Vietnam veteran heroes. And so I wanted to create a book that honored the, the Vietnam veterans. So it's just really a, a follow-up to the first book. I will say that in the Vietnam War Veteran book, it's all my modern Vietnam War Veteran portraits. There's also war relics in there, and there's also Vietnamese immigrants in there. And then I have a few conscientious objectors as well. There's this guy named David Harris, who was married to Joan Baez, who I photographed and and, and interviewed. And he spent five years in jail for not going into the Vietnam War. So the second book is also this kind of follow-up, how I wish I would have done the first book. with have some things I left out. And I think in terms of learning from the World War II veterans and the Vietnam veterans, I I think it's just about preserving history. I think it's about creating a greater appreciation for our veterans. I don't think it matters if you're Democrat or Republican or somewhere in the middle, we should always be thankful of, of our veterans. It's about also just preserving history in the sense for later generations, for millennials and even more recent generations. When I was in grad school, I had this art history professor and he said, why is your book important? Or why? I didn't have a book yet. Why is your Vietnam veteran project important? Because I also worked on this Vietnam War project in grad school. He said, there's movies and songs, there's other books. Why is this different? And I didn't know it was going to be a book yet. And it took me a whole year to figure it out. But the thing is, we have to continue to tell history story as time goes on. So even though having books already on Vietnam, this is a new perspective that hopefully reaches a, a new audience.
0: You made many good points. After our conversation, I'd love to see those books. If you can send me links to them. Sure. Be great. Yeah, yeah. How can a company, let's say, pick up senior stock photos for their marketing and website and make sure they are accurately representing their community. How should a senior living company choose between using stock photos and photos that are actual resident in their mm-hmm. marketing?
1: I'll tell you this. Some companies, I have, some company, I have a few senior living clients, and they want nothing to do with stock photography. They want their authentic, real residents. And I have other clients that are mainly using stock photos. And it's really a budget issue for the most part or budget challenge so I'll tell you and I'll be I'm pretty honest and when I lecture um with lecture with the Savannah College of Art and Design in in photography and I teach a photography business class I'm very open about the money conversation like I'll tell you like the bare minimum for me to do a photo shoot or essentially do a photo shoot at a senior living community and then filming goes up from there is probably six or seven thousand bucks and that includes my day day rate assisting equipment but it really goes up from there. And so some companies don't wanna pay that much, some companies don't have it in their budget, and so they decide to do stock photography. And there are great stock photos out there, you just have to sift through them. The other thing is some companies use cheap stock photos, they use free stock photos. And when they do that, which a lot of companies do, we're seeing a lot of the same senior stock photos on competitors' websites. Mm. So the benefit of paying for a photo shoot or film at a community is that the senior living companies get authentic imagery.
0: For any employees of senior living communities out there, do you have any tips on how they can take good photos of their residents for social media?
1: yeah i do so um i actually have done some executive speaking for some companies to their sales and marketing uh, teams on how to take good uh, photos of their residents a, a big tip is casting i know that sounds silly but if you see a, a senior you know resident walking around the community and they have some fantastic outfit on you're going to, want to capture them but i've seen companies post on social media photos of residents with like food on their shirt and it looks sloppy like, and that and maybe they're a lovely senior but you don't want bad photos representing your company and so one big tip is if you'd stick them next to a window turn them towards the window get some nice window lighting that's a, a great thing to do and a lot of senior living communities there's these long hallways that don't have a lot of windows it's a lot of overhead ceiling light and that overhead ceiling light Adds these shadows in the eyes, and I always tell my students that's that's. Oh, you can use that tool sometimes. There's a famous Dorothea Lange portrait. She's a Depression era photographer. She has these famous photos of photographing the migrant mother. She shoots some. She shoots some of the photos at twelve o'clock, and the, and she has these her hands on her head, and there's these deep shadows in their eyes, and it's just not attractive. It brings out the wrinkles and. It's just not complimentary to the face. We see a lot of photos like that in terms of that sunken shadow eye lighting in senior living companies because of how they're all designed. So usually try and get that senior next to, I'm looking out the window, get them next to nice window lighting, have them turn towards the window or just get them outside.
0: Yeah. Yeah, natural um, lighting is, is the best.
1: Yeah, and that's the easiest tool. Now, one other thing I don't think people take advantage of enough is the can is the flash on the phone. If you are in a dark area of a senior living community and you aren't near a window and you have to be sun- spontaneous, just turn that flash on and and pop it with them and that will, you know, when you use your flash Uh, that adds like a really wonderful kind of party energy you could say and spontaneity so that's something else that companies can use and like i was saying you really want to make sure the clothing is nice Also, you can ask, so in terms of dining, right? So if a senior living community wants to show off their dining and their entrees for the night and something that's really impressive, ask the chef to create a really beautiful plate. And the chefs love doing this because it's an opportunity for them to really show off their skills so they can prop style a really beautiful plate of food. And and usually when you shoot that food, just try and shoot it from up above. I'm not saying that's normally how you do it, but it's one way if you can shoot it from up above a tight shot, you can get a nice image that way. And um, I'm trying to think what else. Th- those are two big tips and I have a few more that I can't think of right now. I like give an hour lecture on doing this, but anyways, th- those are two good tips that I think should help.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? And it's readily available. You don't have to spend a whole lot when if you're... You have access to a window, lighting on your phone, a hallway that's lit up. So Mm. I think that's wonderful. Yeah,
1: I did this film on this painter for MBK Senior Living a few years ago, and and, uh, it's like a short three-minute social minute, excuse me, so a few years ago, I did a film for MBK Senior Living on this 90-year-old that's going blind, and she's this really fantastic, uh, amazing painter. And she's just vivacious and outgoing, and it's these residents that, you know, it's the really out, not to say that there aren't, not not to say that not all the residents are outgoing, but we can really showcase these really outgoing, interesting residents on social media and get a good photo of them or showing their artwork, or maybe they're a retired baseball player or whatever, try and get them with their stuff. And that helps tell the story as well. So using props from their life and taking a, a photo also helps create a better photo.
0: It kind of reminds me when your kids graduate from high school, you do something special for their senior graduation with all the activities, whether props or clothing and all the clubs. My golly, there ought to be the same, if not more, for the seniors who are at the senior living community. So that's a wonderful idea. Mm -hmm. What do you think is your biggest strength that enables you to have a unique, impactful effect on older adults? Maybe something that's not known about. I,
1: I think my strength in terms of photographing seniors and especially older seniors is that I can work. You know, when I was 21 years old, I was starting to photograph World War II veterans had dementia or Alzheimer's. And so I do films and photo shoots on uh, residents that have cognitive and physical challenges, but you never see it in the photo or in the film. So my big talent is being very sensitive and taking my time of working with seniors. I know that if I'm going to a community, I need to bring in a really respect respectable crew. Or I need to be very careful with my equipment that the residents aren't gonna trip over it. I bring in small crews. So I'm very experienced in doing films and photo shoots for senior living companies. I'm in my mid-30s. It's not like I've experienced as much life as these as these seniors but i still have a pretty deep innate understanding on longevity and aging well and their sensitivities and i've done made a lot of films on memory care and dementia and so i think that most photographers and filmmakers do not have the background uh, that I've experienced in my career so far.
0: So that is an advantage that you've had earlier Mm -hmm. on in your 20s. So that's Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. Now, why Mm -hmm. do you personally find it rewarding to serve the aging population?
1: Yeah, I find it rewarding to work with the seniors because uh, I do feel like it is giving back. It's not easy to photograph Seniors, like I was saying before, sometimes it is, but sometimes it's not. I, I once did a, a photo series for a company on couples that had been married for over fifty years, and I, and one of the couples both had dementia. But in the image, you see them embracing each other, and it and they're and it's while well, maybe they don't know who, who they are anymore. They still there's still like this deep love and respect for each other in the photo, um, and you don't know that the viewer would never know that. And so I think that it's just feels like it's giving back. It's unique. There's really hardly a few other, there's a very, maybe a few other photographers and filmmakers that specialize in in aging. So it's pretty unique. And I get to hear great stories all all the time. Um, I also think that helps me reflect on my own aging process. And one thing I think about is if I get upset about something right now in my current life, Am I going to be angry about it when I'm 85 years old? Am I even going to remember? I'm not. So in current situations where I might get stressful or might be unhappy, I have to think, is this really that big of a deal? Am I going to remember this later yeah. in life when I'm old? And, and I won't. Well, not because I'll, I'm going to forget, but it's because it's not that important. And so that's a unique perspective I, I have as well.
0: I think I can relate to that, and I'm glad mm. that you brought that up. Mm. A lot of times, whatever place that we're currently in, and if only we would project ahead, the crisis or the frustration that you have right now—how is it relative to 20 years later? What impact would that have? I'm in my mid-fifties. My kids are way—they're—they're they're in their twenties, mid-twenties. The stuff that I worry about when they were, let's say, elementary or middle school—it it was a big deal then. But looking back, it's all perspective. Mm-hmm. I think that's very good to keep in mind mm-hmm. as you work with the older adults to learn from them. I'm learning a whole lot. And I wish I would have paid closer attention when my dad was still uh, around. And I, I wish I paid more attention when my mom didn't have dementia. There's so much learnings that I could have gained better insight. So very good thoughts that you brought up and I appreciate that. Yeah. So do you have any other thoughts that you would like to share?
1: I think of Duane, Dan Buettner, who, you know, Dan Buettner is from the Blue Zones diet. So Dan Buettner was hired by Nat Geographic to travel around the the world and find these areas where there's no heart disease and people live to 100 without any health issues. And I, I think a lot that most of the people that talk about longevity are older. So sometimes I think, I guess, relatively younger try, can I write a book on my experiences to try and relate it to the younger generation about aging, trying to add helpful tips? Because one thing, I don't know if this is interesting or not, but one thing is just we're all innately interested on how to age and live a long life. Most of it is just through Healthy exercise and sleep and socializing; those are the big three things that are supposed to help you have a you know long happy life.
0: I think it's very important. I think that should be on many of people's minds because certainly it's on mine. I'm an advocate for aiming. The word is aiming <laughs> to live a healthy lifestyle. All the key components that you've mentioned: brain health, you know, exercise, proper nutrition, sleep, reduce stress through to multiple means. I mm-hmm. think there's seven. 10 or 11. I don't know if you ever achieve it to 100%. It's something that daily, you just try to improve in Mm -hmm. every single one of those components. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what life is. That's what living is. That's what trying to maximize your longevity. I don't know if I'll ever achieve 100%, but I'm damn straight aiming every day. So well, that's wonderful. I appreciate this uh, time to uh, talk to you, learn about you and your work. So thank you so much.
1: All I'll talk to you soon.
0: All right. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Boomer Living Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, boomerliving.tv, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and other platforms. This way, you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we would really appreciate a rating in iTunes or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us tremendously. Be sure to tune in weekly for our next episode. And remember, growing old is the purest and the most positive experience of human existence.